To the Last Dance podcast and YouTube. Wow, I am overmodulating a little bit. This is Keith Gottschalk with you, and it's all about climate change and sudden climate change, which is, um, quite frankly, what I believe we're experiencing now and getting ready mentally and physically, however you will, for this. I'm old enough to remember when that came out. Carol King off the Tapestry album. Okay, well, um, some big, big news. Boy, I am still hot. Okay. <laughs> no, anyway, yeah, let's see what's going on here with this microphone. Nothing much. Come on. Don't do this to me, okay? I don't need to have, I don't, I, yeah. So if I over-modulate a little, and I just did. This is tiring. Anyway. I know. He says, well, you should have checked this all out before he got on. And I did. I think I just moved a little bit up and down. Okay, so the big, big news coming up this uh, follow upcoming week, because today it's Saturday morning right now. And on Friday, my wife and I are going on vacation. And it's going to be the longest vacation I've taken in a long time. And we're going to be traveling to Key West. And I'm calling it the Say Goodbye to Florida Tour. And if you've been paying attention to the news, Florida right now is having a lot of problems and has been having a lot of problems with climate change. Uh, Miami, Miami Beach, uh, the water, the ocean water is coming up through the drains because Miami is sitting on limestone and the water, you can't build a seawall. The water will just go underneath it and it's flooding inland areas and coming up through the storm drains and if you want there are plenty of of um, YouTube videos that show this and all the other odd climate uh, problems that Florida is having to face um, invasive species of course you have the um, the pythons you have the uh, giant lizards the alligators uh, Poor couple walking this uh, yesterday morning in Fort Lauderdale was attacked by a bobcat. Let's um, just anyway. So what we're going to do is we're going to go down there, and I'm going to c- basically do a lot of Facebook Live videos that you can watch, and then when they're done, they'll upload, and you can watch them. And that will be on my Facebook channel. Approaching Oblivion. It's real easy to, uh, if you haven't liked it already, um, you're missing out because I put a ton of stuff on there, okay? Also, uh, the YouTube channel, of course, is Last Dance. I'm not going to put the URL because I don't have 10,000 followers. I don't, um, I don't get to have a simplified URL with my channel name on it, so that's the way it is. Um, so, so we're going to go down there and there's a couple things that, that, uh, need to be done. One of them is an extra, those of you on the podcast, I'm sorry, you know, you're not going to see this, but I'm going to take a, a break in the video and the audio here, just a short, very short one, uh, to insert a bit of video I did 
this morning. And it's for Yankees who want to travel through the South safely. Uh, there's some things that you can do to protect yourself. And we're going to cut to that video right now. And then we'll be back on the YouTube channel. And we'll stay right here with the, uh, the podcast. Basically, it has to do with bumper stickers. So I, I encourage everyone to watch this on the YouTube channel. For those who do, there are these cute little extras. The other thing on the YouTube channel that I did um, yesterday, and I want to talk about a little bit, um, it, yesterday was October 4th, and I wonder how many of, of, uh, of you watching and listening, just in your own neighborhood, wherever you may be, are just noticing that things are not quite right with the flora and the fauna around you. I've been watching my backyard all summer, and it's definitely different than what it was. Um, basically, the foliage doesn't look good. The trees, the bushes, look like we've had a drought, and we haven't. We've had plenty of rain. Uh, we've broken rain records. So that's not been the issue. The grass is growing. The grass is fine. The trees don't look good. The foliage doesn't look good. It looks like it's dying. It looks like, it, it, again, it looks like there'd been a drought. The trees look sick. Now, again, this is another YouTube extra, which I'm going to insert here. So those of you on the podcast can see this on the YouTube channel. I took my camera out in the backyard and did a bit of a pan shoot and commentary on just really the sad shape of the trees and the bushes and what have you. Basically, the big thing is that Yes, we're getting into fall. The trees aren't turning so much as the leaves are going directly to brown or gray and falling. Uh, where I work, there are several trees that look dead. There's just no... I, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I know that if you follow certain people on the internet, I mean on Twitter, and I'll, I should get her name after the break, somebody you should probably follow on Twitter, who has a... Um, who the trees have been a big concern of hers for quite some time because of the pollutants in the air and a lot of what's been put into the ground that is making them sick and causing a great tree die-off. So it's not just the insects, it's not just the birds, it's also the trees. So I'm going to take a pause here again uh, to insert this little bit of video. And so what we'll do is um, do that. And I'm going to take a little break in the podcast here. And we'll be right back with the news of the day and some more information about my trip to Florida. So just hang tight on the podcast and the YouTube channel you're going to get. A little look at my depressing backyard. We'll be right back in just a bit.
much telling it like it was and is that was from a long time ago and i promised you and i kind of if i can't find if i can't find the name of the um the woman on twitter i i follow come on she's there and of course today you know i see greta i see laura myers i see john bichard i see leah stokes who's a climate sarah kenzior you should follow as well um let's just just drives me nuts sometimes i can't i'm having i have this problem where i, I just blank out with names it's age drugs whatever no no not illicit drugs it's the ones i get for all my conditions what if i put her in climate science members let's just real quick see if i can find her she probably should be at the bottom of the uh, no this is taking anyway let's go on to some of the news Capital Weather Gang, Washington Post. Earth just experienced its hottest September as 2019 heads for the record books. Ties the old record that was set, wow, in 2016, three years ago. Uh, this, you know, no surprise, I think, to anybody who's following things, but it's going to be warmest September, warmest October, warmest November, warmest December, until somebody wakes up and says, hey, you know, we were supposed to have maybe a warmest month record maybe every six to ten months not every month or every other month so maybe something's happening here along with the the glacier issue the permafrost issue the methane issue the art and arctic warming issue the arctic warming issue all the other weird weather events the hurricane lorenzo it's a super cat five that went all the way to the north atlantic and close to as, as far north and as far east as a strong that strong a hurricane could be maybe people will say Gee, this is happening awfully fast didn't they promise us 2100 before we'd have to worry about the really bad stuff sorry folks um it's on your doorstep anyway uh guy mcpherson uh scientist uh i was uh, listening to a um a youtube broadcast podcast that he was on this morning made a point, something I did not know, about how much of our global warming is caused by the production of concrete. I wonder if you knew that, too. So I went looking, and on Echo RI News, which I think is for means Rhode Island, there was a story that just came out yesterday. Concrete is a major contributor to the climate crisis because its production releases huge quantities of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Uh, the carbon dioxide emissions from the production of concrete are so high that if concrete were a country, it would be the third largest emitter of CO2 behind China and the United States. I know we keep coming up with things for you to be concerned about, but it's simply what is true is true. 
Concrete is the most widely and artificial material, widely used artificial material in existence. The only thing we consume more of, water. So concrete accounts right now for 8% of the total carbon dioxide being emitted into the atmosphere, according to this website, dwarfing aviation's contribution of 2.5%. This is just, I was just gobsmacked to read this. I had no idea. I've tried to study this, this issue as much as I can, and this is something I had no idea. So kudos to uh, Guy McPherson for cluing me in on, on this. We're surrounded by concrete. We're just, it's the stuff of life. Like all the plastic in us, they're going to find out that a certain percentage of our makeup might be concrete one day. Central ingredient in concrete is cement, which is made by crushing limestone and clay and adding iron ore or ash. This mixture is heated in a kiln to more than 2,600 degrees Fahrenheit, a process that consumes vast quantities of fossil fuel. When heated, the calcium carbonate and limestone breaks in the calcium oxide and carbon dioxide, which is released into the air. The calcium oxide is ground with limestone and gypsum to make cement. I'll spare you the, the other... Again, I don't like going into the weeds with a lot of the arcane science. Um, it's worth understanding, but not for this kind of a podcast. And I barely understand it myself. One of the... Uh, the statistics here that they came up with for this site, again, based on Rhode Island, the two, there was 2 billion pounds of carbon dioxide released in the construction of Rhode Island's interstates. That's equivalent to the CO2 released by, are you waiting, ready for this? 213,766 drivers in cars. That's just amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So I'll have all this stuff on, on my... Uh, on my site, Approaching Oblivion, on Facebook. Real easy to find. Uh, let's see. Last and least. As many of you know, I went to New York for Climate Strike and was in that hot, crushing crowd that saw Greta Thunberg talk. I did do shoot some video. Um, I'm not sure if it's worth putting on YouTube. I'm still kind of thinking about it. It uh, didn't turn out all that well, the life the live broadcast, I apologize, did not turn out all that well. We simply did not have enough uh, Wi-Fi strength to make it happen. In fact, the professional videographers and photographers there didn't have it either. There were so many people trying to suck up that Wi-Fi that there just wasn't enough. So they had to, they had to shoot and scoot so they can get their video and pictures sold because they couldn't upload them. But anyway, it was uh, it was really a thrill being there. And again, like like many of the people who who were either there or watching this, there was kind of a sadness that I had, and I know a lot of people who believe in um, abrupt climate change that we are. Again, the whole point is we are beyond the thresholds. We are beyond the tipping points, and we are basically. When I say we, I mean our governments, our, our industries, the things that we can't control through individual action are pledging headlong into increasing their CO2 output, and there is no slowing down. And folks, when I play Carol King's It's Too Late, that's what I mean. Time to get ready. But this doesn't mean, again, that we lay down and die. There's a lot of things we can do as individuals to get ready for this mentally and physically 
and enjoy whatever time we have left. Get out, get on your bucket list, do what you have to do. Take care of your families, take care of your friends, take care of the people around you and treat the earth gently. There's no excuse for any of us to help industry pile drive this planet into the ground and the human race. So anyway, considering Greta, it was going out to um, Iowa City on Friday, this coming Friday. There was a uh, high school, I lived in Iowa for a while and um, I'd like to say this doesn't surprise me, but you know, there's Iowa City, Cedar Rapids and the Quad Cities and that eastern part, which is somewhat civilized in Des Moines, the state capital west of there, is Stephen King country. Yeah. Anyway, Waterloo High School teacher was put on administrative leave after he left a threatening Facebook comment on a news story about Greta Thunberg and her Iowa City visit on Friday. Matt Bache, a science teacher, science teacher at Waterloo West High School in Waterloo, Iowa, posted, don't have my sniper rifle Thursday on an article shared from Little Village Magazine about Greta Thunberg coming to Iowa City. Uh, he deleted the comment, but screenshots, again, Internet's forever, folks, were posted on the Waterloo Community School District Facebook page. Nailed. So he was put on leave according to an email statement by Waterloo Schools. And uh, I do not know what will happen. But uh, Greta has been the subject. This is a 16-year-old girl who's trying to do what she can to literally to save humanity and save the world. And although you and I watching this might believe uh, that it's too late, uh, I think she should be encouraged. I think that the young people should be encouraged. Maybe they'll buy us some time. I don't know. But the venom that has been directed at this young lady is absolutely disgusting. Uh, there have been other threats, veiled threats, just... And she has handled this with the dignity of, of someone twice her age. Um, her poise and her dignity have been unbelievable. This is not... A lady that these troglodytes and climate deniers want to get into it with because she will embarrass them. But I do worry about her personal safety. Uh, there's a lot of nuts in this country. A lot of violent nuts. And going back to what I started out with, that is why I am going to have some bumper stickers on my car. To hopefully, it's, it's sort of like having the uh, St. Christopher medal that we used to have on our cars. I was raised Catholic. Put these on your bumper stickers and maybe Bubba won't drive you off the road. And maybe if you get pulled over by a southern sheriff, they'll they'll see the, the thin blue line flag, which I also have, and maybe go a little easier on the Yankee than they, they would have. I think it's sad that I feel I need to do this, but... If you read enough of the comment section and enough of even the mainstream media stories on climate and politics, you get the sense that we're ready to go at each other's throat. And again, with the politics in the country today, with what we're going through with the impeachment inquiry with President Trump, it just seems to me that, you know, depending on your politics and how out you are, uh, just really quick aside, that I, I put this on my uh, Approaching Oblivion site. There was a woman in a suburban Boston uh, the other day who 
has uh, LGBTQ stickers on her car, has an Elizabeth Warren sticker on her car. Well, a guy working for the utilities parked his truck behind her and started honking and yelling loser at this woman. And this went on for a while until she finally came out and said, why are you doing this? And he, he, he basically berated her and said, you're not on the side of the people of this country. I hate what's on your car. This is, this is a guy who was actually working at the time who felt that he could do this. He had, you know, he could get away with this. Well, you know, it made the newspapers and everything and maybe they'll do something about him. I don't know. But in suburban Boston, Massachusetts, when what's on your car, and I haven't had anything on my car. I've had this car since 2017. I don't put any bumper stickers on it until now because I don't want my car keyed. Simple as that. So I, I suspect that you could probably put um, climate change bumper stickers on your car now. Uh, I remember the stickers, Love Your Mother, with a picture of the planet. And you might get your car's key too, or, or worse. It's a risk. It's a risk we take going out there. But anyway, so this is the deal. So we leave Friday, and my fa- no, I did put my Facebook page, but if you go to Approaching Oblivion, I'll put them there too, okay? That's where they'll be. The travel logs, the, the Facebook live stuff that I do, I'll just save it also to Approaching Oblivion, and we'll go from there. But uh, we'll also be on the lookout for Florida Man. We'll be on the lookout for signs of climate change wherever we go, basically. Again, we're going south from here, from Pittsburgh through West Virginia, the mountains of Virginia and North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and then through Florida until we hit the Keys. So we hope to bring you, my wife and I, who says do not photograph me at all, and I won't, uh, hope to bring you the things that we see that stand out. Um, and we'll look for all those creatures in Florida that have made the state so famous. All right. Well, maybe it's about time to wrap things up. This is Keith Gottschalk with you. We'll go out with Marvin Gaye here. So you won't be uh, seeing anything or hearing anything from me on this channel until I get back from vacation. And whatever you do, take care of yourself. Try not to let all this bad news get to you. I know I'm a fine one to talk. Keep God struck, and this is Last Dance Podcast and YouTube channel. And I'll see you next time on the other side of our farewell to Florida tour.